Welcome to episode three of Sneaky Athletic. This week we're going to talk a little Super Bowl. Um, even though it was a boring game, there are a couple headlines that should be um, easy to talk about, fun to talk about. Then we'll move on to the NBA. Tons of trade talk. Should dive into that a little bit. And then we have a few of our regular segments that we uh, prepared, a little beef of the week, some lifestyle tips, another Google this, and we'll wrap up with some fake takes. So this week is sponsored once again by Fertilizer Service Company, offering precision application of dry fertilizers as well as complete a complete line of mixed liquid fertilizer, farm chemicals, custom applications, anhydrous ammonia, and grind sampling to the greater northwest area. Located just off Highway 59 in Fairfax, Missouri, call 660-686-2402 for all of your fertilizer needs. Fertilizer Service Company, trusted since 1956. This episode is also brought to you by the Night King. Remember, winter is coming. It's terrifying. Can't believe that guy bought an ad, but... (laughs) All right, let's go. My soul, I gave it all. But loving you was never easy. All right, welcome back to the Sneaky Athletic Podcast. Um, decided to get back in the booth again, got some upgrades, um, got a new audio interface, so... It's feeling good in here with the screen up of our picture. We got a little branding going on. That lady really did a nice job. Cat draws things on Instagram. Please go and look her up and give her our love. Yeah, she did fantastic. So let's get right into it. Let's you start. Go, I'm big mad this week, so you better oh, go first. I'll start, I'll start. My beef of the week is my teeth. Okay. So I've been cursed genetically with just terrible teeth, and I have to go to the dentist again on Thursday for the second time in two weeks. And I'm, yeah, I'm just terrified. Yikes. Like, I I know every time I'm going to leave with my back covered in sweat because I'm going to be so nervous the whole time. And you show me somebody who likes to go to the dentist, I'll show you a terrorist. What you said last week was completely right about no one has good stories. Yeah, you, you're at work and you're like, oh, I have to go to the dentist today. Everyone starts telling their horror stories and it just makes you more nervous. I can't even think of another thing that's like that. Like, there's never a good thing about it, ever. Yeah, if you're going to the doctor, they're like, oh, all right, like, hopefully everything gets fixed. No, you're going to the dentist, they're like, well, this one time, and it's like, oh, fuck, I had an entire tooth removed. They yeah. had to shove five drills in there. Like, it's never good. Yeah, no. So, like I said, I'm big mad. Um, I got two. Uh, my first one's quick one. Two-part episodes on series. They just, like, what happens is they were too long for one, and they're like, let's spread this out, and it's a lot of filler, and they're terrible. Yeah, just write it better. A hundred percent. But what I've really been pissed off about is my jeans don't fit, mm-hmm. and given some of that is like I've lost a little bit of weight, and so they're a little bit bigger, but that's not the area that doesn't fit. It's the crotch. Like, these things are either hugging on me like I paid them to, or they're, I was going to say Catholic priest, but since I'm a yeah. boy, they might like that. Uh, yeah. They're just, you know, decades away. And so I think that there needs to be three jean sizes 
waist, length, crotch. Like three measurements that, Correct, you, yeah. that you buy your jeans by. And it could even be like a small, medium, large thing, you know? Like there is just no real good in-between that I've ever found. And, you know, I remember being in middle school and like I would sit down and if it was too big, they would give like that little bulge in mm-hmm. the pants. You get that little fake boner yeah. and that's not good either. No. Yeah, there should definitely be a simpler way to improve that. Especially since we're buying online. Like, it can't be that hard. Right. And I, if you're buying online, that should be able to help everyone out. Yeah, just simplify the whole process. What are you going to help my life out with this week? So, my lifestyle tip is understanding the value of the things that you buy. And this could go so deep, but it's not. <laughs> it's just understand the things you can buy, the knockoff version, and then understand the things you should you know, actually pay the money for. And the older I get, the more I do. For instance, toilet paper. Never go cheap. Oh my God, no. Never. Haircuts. Get a good haircut. It's, it's worth the, it. Yeah, it's the way you're going to look for, depending on how long you want to go, you know, three weeks to a couple months. Also, just because something is so much better at the higher level doesn't necessarily mean you need it. How many times have you used Giurietti? For extended periods. Exactly, exactly. I know one person in my entire life who's actually used it. Yeah, I mean, I use it, but and I love it, but also, like, an igloo would do yeah. would do the trick. Just, like, clothes. You can buy cheaper clothes and make them look just as good as the expensive stuff. If someone is giving you shit about your clothes not being the right brand, then they're a douchebag. You yeah. probably don't want to be friends with them. Exactly, exactly. I got a quick over-under for you. Okay. Total notifications on my phone. 500 including emails or not including emails emails too i have every man you're right yeah you're right so my lifestyle tip this week is take a break from your phone (laughs) i'm probably do it to a bad point yeah but (laughs) you know when like whenever you text me man like you know that i've read it yeah see we're opposites in that standpoint like i have to clear my notifications and i know you just let them build well the thing is is I have my read receipts on, so I feel like whenever someone really needs it, I can give them that, oh, I've read this, you know, I have received your information. But otherwise, don't don't waste my time. Yeah. And that's fair. That's a good tip. I'm going to take that one. Definitely take that one to the bank. And I need to take your style of it. So I got another thing for us this week. Okay. Everybody in the world is good at one thing. You might be the best. Probably not. But we are the best absolutely hands down the best people i know if there was a dual competition in the olympics for watching tv for six hours straight we're winning every time yeah i feel pretty confident in in my ability to do that i don't think anyone is even standing a chance like the way that we can scroll through just series after series like no one binges like us yeah this last saturday we sat down and watched uh, a series that we highly recommend called sex education it's out of um great britain it's on netflix and we both got audibly mad when it asked us if we were still there well i get mad usually anyways but they just need to understand like there's enough in that system that it should be able to understand how long of a period you usually watch for and ask you accordingly and ours should not be any less than four hours no yeah we sat down and watched that thing cover to cover i mean yeah it was an eight hour day yeah, it was a good show. All right, I mean, I'm definitely, definitely ready to talk about some Super Bowl. We're good at watching anything, even if it's boring, including this terrible game. Yeah, and and Trey Wingo lost his mind on 
Monday or Tuesday. I mean, literally screaming. Like, Red face. It was embarrassing. Yelling at people saying, if it was such a boring game, why did you watch? Like, I, he doesn't understand the fact that, like, I can be on my phone and watch the Super Bowl and still call it boring because it was run, run, short pass, punt. It is a huge generational thing. Yeah. Um, we've always had our phones in our hands while we're watching TV, but anyone who makes that complaint, you're old and mad you're old. Yeah. And he he was big mad for sure. A hundred percent. And I think that he had zero reason, you know? No. I mean, when I'm sitting there and I'm watching Tom Brady throw zero touchdown passes and starts the game off with an interception, Jared Goff at times looking super nervous. I mean, I understand he's 24 years old and this is the biggest game he's ever played in, but like, I just expected a lot more. The thing that I thought whenever I was watching it was they got a lot of pressure on him and they had a lot of batted balls. So I wonder if he kind of got in his head that he needed to change his arm angle. And especially with those deep passes that were like really off the one where the guy was super open in the end zone and the pick, like that makes a lot of sense to explain those. So I think that might've been what was going on there. And I don't know if watching the film from the championship game and seeing Patrick Mahomes constantly pressured and then still getting off some passes, like got in his head at all. Like I'm going to have to be a mobile quarterback and he's not. I don't think that you can compare yourself to Andrew or Patrick Mahomes if you're any quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, that's a tough comparison right now. Um, also, like Todd Gurley. What was up with that? 21 touchdowns in the regular season in this postseason. It's been very weird. He had 10 carries in the Super Bowl. Are they covering up for him? I think he's injured. That's the only logical explanation. Like, it's got to be some small tweak that he's going to get surgery on here in the next couple of weeks. And... They'll be like, yeah, we were just hiding it. That's why we had C.J. Anderson, who, in those blue jerseys on Sunday, looked like a blueberry. Well, I kind of like it, honestly. Yeah, he looks like a big old blue bowling ball. <laughs> My thing is, is if your guy's injured, you're going to probably use that as, a, as an excuse later. So why even do that? Just put him out. Yeah, that, but like Bill Belichick does these Jedi mind tricks. It's that nuts. Might have gotten in Sean McVay's head. Like, that's another thing I'm thinking about, like, is he trying to counter Bill's craziness where he's just also, like, actually performing bad? He is the best in the world, hands down, at making people believe something that they know is not true. Yeah, like, they think he's going to come out with this crazy scheme and he knows everything, and really he's just going to play his same, like, safe covering off or offense and defense. I mean, he does this stuff where it just – it's so – brutal and boring that it just beats you over the head until he wins the game people think they really need to get in their bag to like do something to him and they just end up shooting themselves in the foot every time exactly every single time it's amazing how good of a coach he is and i don't know if it's come from just years of success or if he's just always been that way well i think that it is him because he's also just let this narrative of julian edelman being a hall of famer be entertained ridiculous it's insane like, we talked about this last week. When you compare his regular season numbers, they're literally not better than Dwayne Bowe. Um, he does have these clutch playoff performances, and, like, obviously the Super Bowl MVP is a big accolade, but Heinz Ward's numbers are much better, and he has two Super Bowls and also won two or three, and then also won a Super Bowl MVP, and he's going to have to sit a while to make the Hall of Fame. Whenever you think about it, if your regular season stats don't, matter at all for your hall of fame bid 
then what does that mean for everyone else who worked their ass off on a team that was just shit? And, you know, they don't get in because of that. Like, that's such a privileged, you know, invitation and acceptance that it's terrible. People are also freaking out about this whole PED thing and how, like, if he can make it in with taking PEDs and being caught. Edelman? Yeah. He was suspended for the first four games of the season because he's coming back from They just had a white guy out there, and so I figured he was playing. Yeah. Um, But, like, Barry Bonds, obviously – PEDs, not getting the Hall of Fame, known as one of the greatest baseball players. Been seeing a lot Don't of those takes. Yeah, been seeing a lot of those takes. They're, they're something. It really was just rough to watch the whole thing, especially that post game. Yeah, I mean, and the, there were definitely a couple moments where I was like, this could be a good game, and then it sucked, and then the game ended, and I was like, this really sucks. Like, Tom what Brady got, going on? He got swarmed, and it just ruined the whole moment. So I have a theory. Okay. Tom Brady is going to retire after this game, and... He was going to go and tell all of his team, Kraft, everybody, like he has the biggest secret in the NFL and like he just couldn't, like he was about to bust, you know? So CBS was staying back, letting Tom have his moment because they let the Patriots do whatever they want. And he was announcing his retirement to everyone. Fingers crossed. But that also kind of explains the kiss. Yeah, we have to talk about this. Tom Tom Brady is addicted to kissing dudes on on the lips. I, I'm honestly speechless. I, like, I don't know what to say about it because I just don't understand. Yeah, if you somehow didn't see it, when he was being, when Tom Brady was being swarmed by the media immediately after the Super Bowl win, he went up and um, Bob Kraft was, the owner of the Patriots, was congratulating him, and they kissed on the lips. In uh, the middle of, of the most cameras of any athlete, any sporting event of all time, it was bananas. Like, I lost He's my mind. 77 years old. Tom Brady okay. kissed a 77-year-old man on the lips. He also kisses his son on the lips. My dad could be dying, and if he asked me to kiss him on the lips, sorry, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, sorry, Pops. Gotta go. It, it was just insane. Like, everybody who was watching was like, wait, did that really happen? And then you rewind it, and you're like, holy shit. Well, I would say they skipped over it, but they just let it air and didn't say anything for like two minutes, you know? And the way they kissed, they'd done it many times before. It wasn't their first rodeo. No. Like, neither one was shocked. (laughs) It was crazy. It's honestly, like, the more I think about it, the more absurd it is. Yeah, for sure. A man that you're not, like, if it's your family. It's your boss. I don't agree, but I can understand. But yeah, like kiss your boss. Sexual harassment. Yeah. Someone put in the papers to HR about Tom Brady. That's not ever going to see the light of day. Um, all right, let's 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 pick up with a little NBA two-minute, maybe two-minute drill. Yeah, we got Jason Campbell two-minute drill for sure. Absolutely. Let me cue it up here. All right. You ready? Yeah. 81 South. Mavs get more white guys. The Knicks got worse. Luke Walton, it's just a matter of time. Kyrie knows as much about the shape of the earth as where he's going to play next year. I would say don't count the Bucks out, but they're the Bucks. John Wall, Dundee. Memphis is selling. No one will ever shoot better than 2016 Curry. Go Bear is sad. Okay. That was good. I like that. <laughs> fastest two minutes in the NBA. The fastest two minutes in the NFL, baby. That's right. His drives lickety three out. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm trying to honor Jason. That's fair of you. That's very, 
kind and just. So I think the biggest thing that happened before we did this is the Anthony Davis trade. And it's just ridiculous how much they're wanting. And they kind of remind me of the girl in the movie who is kind of being a bitch to like the, you know, nerdy guy who's willing to give her everything. Mm -hmm. And she goes after the douche. And then like that dude does some dumb stuff to her. And she realizes that she wants the nerdy guy because he was putting in the effort and they're going to end up with nothing. Yeah. The Lakers have officially said they're done bidding against themselves and they're waiting for a counter offer from the Pelicans, which I think is smart by magic. Like quit just trying to give more and more and more. I think they've laid everything out on the line. I don't think that they can reasonably offer more, and I even think that the package currently, which was Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Rondo, it doesn't make sense to have two point guards in there, Stevenson and... Two first-round draft picks. Yeah. No, not Stevenson, Ingram. Ingram Ingram. and two first rounds, yeah. And if you're the Pelicans, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah, because you're... I mean, I don't think it's going to get much better than that. It won't. I'll tell you right now, nobody has that. Boston isn't going to want to trade for you, especially since they can't do it until the summer. I get Kyrie might be leaving, but it's still not going to get any better. All right, and then... The other trade, yeah. yeah. So, Knicks, Mavs. uh, Mavericks are just infatuated with white guys from, you know, Europe. Eastern Europe. It just does not make sense to me why they have such a thing, but... If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So they're getting Porzingod, Hardaway Jr., which kind of a shot at the Knicks there. Yeah. Courtney Lee, and they gave away DSJ, Dennis Smith Jr., for those of you who are not hip on the terminology, DeAndre Jordan, Wes Matthews, and two two future picks. So my favorite thing about NBA trades is those first picks are almost always protected, and the protection goes down every year. So it is just like rolling the dice it's so much fun yeah and uh porzingis has also stated that he wants to sign long term with the mavs which initially he he said he wasn't going to which doesn't really make sense to me because i mean just look at him and luca they're best friends yeah right now already like they immediately were tweeting at each other and like playing into the whole like this was an inside job thing which was awesome that's kind of why i love the nba is the whole social media aspect of it that the NBA, that the NFL can't quite compete with. Another important player on the trade block for the Knicks, mostly important because it really is a political global issue, but Ennis Cantor, the Knicks have been super cool with him just not leaving the country because I don't know if you guys know this listening, but he is currently being... like He's wanted by the president yeah. of Turkey. Like, they have put out hits on him. He wouldn't go to their game in London because they had... Turkish spies. Men on, like, on deck. Ready to go. Who's got more shooters, the Knicks or the president of Turkey? (laughs) We know that answer. Yeah, we clearly know that answer, (laughs) especially now that Kristaps is gone. So, that's that would be... One, that's just a crazy way to live life. Um, And two, it's like, how do you deal with this? It's a PR nightmare. I was reading up on it, and... One, his mom, I believe, is either in prison or killed, and his dad was prosecuted as a terrorist. It's crazy. It, absolutely terrible. Like, I feel for him. But back to the Lakers being a shit show, we also need to talk about the potential boxing match in the locker room. Luke Walton almost came to blows with Mike Beasley and a couple other people. He's going to lose that battle. 
11 times out of four. 100% of the time. I get he played, but not going to work. My biggest thing is, though, is who the fuck do you think you are, Michael Beasley? China League MVP. Him and Jimmer. Him and Jimmer BFFs. And like a Big 12 great. Like those are his two accolades. Where did he play? He played at K-State. That's why I don't know. Yeah. I just ignore that entire side. He played at K-State and it was like him, Blake Griffin, and... I, I don't know, maybe Wilt or somebody were like the only ones to average their stat lines throughout their college history. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Um, not so impressive. I swear to God, the Lakers are nonstop. LeVar Ball. Yeah. Talking about sending his child to a concentration camp, also known as the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. We're big haters of the Phoenix Sun organization. They ruin everything they touch. Mainly you just hate him because you love Devin Booker so much, and they're just driving his career into the ground. If you wanted a real detailed thing, I could give you a 20-minute presentation on how terrible that organization is and how many bad things they've done. But I do love that LeVar Ball has surfaced again, yeah. and he broke free of his prison he was in. LeBron was like, you stay down in that dungeon. I think LeBron is getting weaker as the trade is taking longer to happen, they're like, oh, he's not as strong as we thought he was. And you notice LeVar waited until LeBron started playing again. So LeBron was distracted. Ooh. He wasn't off the court. Because he would probably just circle the block around LeVar's house, <laughs> just like drinking some vino, roll down his window and just give if him the eye. If he was in a suit, he would just walk over to him on the side of the game. Like the yeah. parent who's yelling, you know, yeah. like he would just turn around and give him the business. Insane. The other thing that was just stupid, West Coast is interesting. Um, there was a petition put in in the Oregon State Congress of changing the team name to the Oregon Trailblazers. The entire team's going to die of dysentery. You know? What a terrible name. Just absolutely idiotic. Yeah, the comment section was lighting them up. Oh, it was hilarious. It really was one of the most fun things I've read. And I didn't know how many people played that Oregon Trail game. A lot. It was big time. Everyone. Yeah. It was a big time. A little bit before our era, but big time still. So next year, we have a little bit of an interesting cap issue. Knicks just absolutely cleared up. They have the most in the NBA. Sacramento Kings. I've been been on this train. I've been on this train. They have the second most. They're going to land somebody big. I'm telling you right now. I hope so. It might be. My biggest ones are Bradley Beal and... Who's Dame's second-hand man? Um, Whoever that guy is. Okay. All right. That's a little research for you guys. <laughs> Go out there and... Do your homework. Yeah. It's for everybody at home. Speaking of research, you want to move on to Google this? I want to move on to the lady at Mizzou. Okay. Who did too much research and had the worst business model I may have ever seen to... I, you explain it better than me, so go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so um, if you haven't heard, Mizzou football, baseball, and softball have been put on a postseason ban due to um, an incident that happened, it was like between 2013 and 2015, of a tutor basically just doing the homework and doing some of the online stuff for 12 student-athletes. They were all punished at the time um, once they were caught, and she was... Like, she got told to leave the organization. Those players served suspensions, and we self-reported. Last week, or within the last 10 days, the NCAA dropped the punishment for an academic rules violation 
suspending Mizzou football from the 2019 postseason and 2019-2020 postseason and Mizzou baseball and softball from their next years in the postseason. And it's just ridiculous. The fact of our generation is we will tweet and talk about anything. And she just live tweeted her entire yeah, session. Yeah, so her Twitter account's deleted now. Smart. Yeah, she. but there's too many screenshots out there. Like, that stuff doesn't leave. But she was an idiot. She was she was telling all the stuff that she was doing. And it, honestly, it was like, it was dumb. Like, some of the, she was doing Maddie Mock's college algebra from some community college online. He's really good at the metric scale, if you didn't know. Oh, yeah. Works a lot with Grams and not the tight end. Um, he, she was like, I guess doing all this stuff, but then she tried to extort Mizzou and she was trying to, in 2016, she was trying to sell the story to a big news, like big news company and tweeted that she did. Well, turns out for her that all these actions have really cost her because she got a 10 year suspension from teaching, can't substitute, can't do anything, and was starting a GoFundMe that was just, I mean, it was like fraud. It was, it was just, not well, very good. Well, I hope everything doesn't turn out well for her. And I'm ready to drop some info on the kind people. Yeah. Well, real quick, Mizzou is appealing this process, and those suspensions are not effective while we're appealing. Uh, hopefully we can we can do a little bit better. But NCAA is a joke. Who knows yeah. how long that will take. We could go on for years. If Kansas gets – I can't believe I said that word. I'm sorry, everyone. If they get suspended and – or they don't get suspended and we do, I'm furious. Border yeah. war restart. Yeah, like real deal. Troops on the ground. Mm-hmm. All right, so you ready to move to Google this now? Absolutely. All right, you want to lead? Yeah, I am going to butcher this name, but – I'm going to butcher this name, but psilocybin. It is more commonly referred to as magic mushrooms but it's probably going to be the next drug legalized in the U.S. So they've already done some research on it. And it is really good at changing changing people's outlooks and political perspectives specifically, which is wild. And they've already done lab tests in Oregon. They've done it in a couple other places, but they're trying to legalize it to the point of buying it in gas stations. And it's really good for people who are like abusers of alcohol and turned violent because – Whenever you think you're a tree, you're not going to hit anybody. Yeah. Unless you're the Whomping Willow. Yeah, but realistically, trees aren't violent. I mean, like, speak for yourself. Okay. (laughs) All right. My Google this is Samuel L. Jackson's golf clause. So for the last 13 years, Samuel L. Jackson has made sure in every one of his movie contracts, there is a golf clause. And this clause states... That he is either moved on to a nearby golf course, close to set, or is allowed to play golf up to two times every week. Wow. Like, what a baller move. I'm jealous. Yeah. Because, so, in this article, it goes on to to talk about how, um, while he was shooting one movie, and people knew he was, they saw him at a golf tournament, like a, a professional golf tournament, and somebody was like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I... I, this is my contract. Yeah. It's it, there. Don't worry. Yeah. And so what just a – I mean only – there's only a handful of actors who could have this clause in there, and he's easily one of them. He's one whose value is right with the price, and that's included. Yeah. 
I agree with that. That it was a it was an interesting article to read and honestly goals. Yeah, like hundred percent. I want to get there one day. I just wish I was better at golf. That's the biggest. True, but if you had a contract that said you got to do it twice a week, you would easily become better at golf. I'll get more practice. Yeah, because I golf not at all. Yeah, it's it's about you know learning your stroke, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> oh my god, get into your fake takes. <laughs> all right, let's start off with my first one. Ben Affleck turns down a role to play Tom Brady in upcoming sports documentary, saying, "Quote: I just don't want to kiss a bunch of dudes." So we apparently have a theme this week. With contracts expiring, Disney in Orlando is looking to reboot another franchise with The Warriors 2, balling like a motherfucking pro. <laughs> One of Mizzou's sports teams makes a smart decision and wins an important game. <laughs> Tom Brady says all family funerals are open casket so they can kiss their loved ones one last time. <laughs> kiss of death. So my last one is investigators link Mark Cuban with an Eastern Eastern European youth basketball and steroids ring, stating he's been waiting for these white guys for a while now. <laughs> After a 250-year drought, Native American family unions are back on the rise, and the Washington Redskins plan to celebrate by allowing Native Americans to commandeer any seat occupied by a white person at the game. The owner of the team could not cite why Native American family reunions are on the rise. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to a wrap for episode three of Sneaky Athletic. Once again, thanks for listening. Um, Leave us any of your comments or um, takes or anything. You can email us at sneakyathleticpod at gmail. If you can beat me at fake takes, have at it, because I literally have just a note full in my phone of these. I could do it for hours. Yeah, tweet at us, comment on our Instagram posts. You can uh, leave a five-star review and write them on our iTunes. We'll find them. Yep. We have plenty of Subscribe, share. We have that Twitter and Instagram up. Please follow at Sneaky Athletic Pod. Yeah. That's all I got for you. Be looking for some new sponsors next week, and we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Sneaky Athletic.